Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Daniel Leach. This is Single Parents Helping Single Parents Blog Talk Radio. Today I will be joined by Rhonda Teague, and uh, she's presently in Mississippi? Yes. Yes, Mississippi. Uh, She's an activist for uh, child care, and I'm going to let you have the the floor here, Rhonda. Uh, Let us know uh, exactly what you're doing and um, what got you into this uh, industry. Okay. Well, my I'm um currently an owner of a 24/7 childcare uh that by website has been contacted by 45 states and one internationally for uh, parents wanting chi- my type of childcare, 24/7 childcare. Um and businesses and internationally as well have, have contacted us wanting to know how I do what I do. My background is working, has always been working with families and children, ages 0 to 17, but I gear it, I've honed it down to 0 to 12. And um, part of my background is working, or was working with uh, children who were taken from their homes, and I saw that on your website where um, social services took a uh, woman's children, and she committed suicide over that. So that really piqued my interest. Um, the program that I worked in in helping parents get their children back was called Family Preservation. And um, I came in as the cheerleader, and I let the parents know I'm not with social services. We're a separate entity, and we're working with uh, family court and with social services uh, to get you the tools needed so that you can have your children back. And I would always tell them before there was me, during me, and after me, it's you. You're the parent, and I'm going to show you various paths, and you choose one that's workable for your family. The other part of my background was working in elementary ed and the administration uh, again, that was 0 to 12, and um, that program was called Family um, Resource Center. And we did everything from home visits, and the other job required home visits. Um, I wrote programs that would help assist children boost their grades, and what I mean by that is encouragement giving them confidence, and if they made an F, all they had to do was raise their letter grade up one. And I wrote that program, and it encompassed the child, the parents, the teachers, you know, and and then the entire school. And that program really was successful. It went from starting out in one semester 50 to the next semester 180 to the next semester, you know, it kept snowballing, but I got parent involvement, and that was my key thing was to get the parents involved and finding out what it was about education that they may have been scared of. And that's what I found out when I would do home visits, that there are parents who are scared of education due to whatever happened to them when they were young and how their parents 
handle that situation. Um, I'm an advocate for children, for child care. Um, I've, I've seen some things in the eight and a half years that I've been in business, and because of my background, I'm more observant of um, different things going on. And because I'm not from Mississippi, I'm coming in with different mindsets um, and looking at education, looking at the children, and looking at the parents. And then, of course, looking many years down the road. Um, so that's just a little bit about what what I'm doing, my background, and my passion, which is, of course, for the children and their families. I, I honestly need them um, to be successful many times down their roads because what they do ripples out and affects me. And I tell parents that come through um, my center for interviews, I'm being selfish. My selfishness is why I created my 24-7 child care, because what these children do down the road will affect me. So that's it for <laughs> I want to take a breath. Do you have any questions? Well, I, you know, got a, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, are you doing this program by yourself, or do you actually have other people working with you on the project? And if so, how many people do you actually have uh, partnered with you? I have, it's, it's three of us for right now. But as we move, and as I stated, we're moving forward with this business um, because, as I stated, parents in 45 states are requesting our type of 24-7 child care. And right now we're at, 350, we're at 351 days, but I want to open it up to 365. Um, but it's been a, a tester when I wrote this. Uh, I wrote it as a franchise. And I needed to, to make sure it was something that was workable and that parents truly needed. And if you look at some of the, the blogs, or articles on my website, uh, one of them I talk about how it's the child that's in the center. You know, yes, the parents need this type of child care, but it's the child that's there, and you, you want to know if your child is really active or just sitting there crying. It's all in what you can afford. And sometimes even in those that you can afford, your child might be sitting there crying. Right. Now, you know, say you have a parent and they have their child in the child care in, in your program. Um, do parents have access to, say, like a live feed video or anything like that so they can, you know, as their child's there, would they be able to look in on their child and see how they're acting? Or have you guys not gotten to that point yet or...? Well, the one thing about that, and I have mentors across the nation on various topics, and one specifically I have for that, and uh, she let me know that um, those are actually the the cameras are should be used by the owner for the staff 
so they can make sure that those children are being taken care pro- taken care of properly and that the um the policy and procedures are being followed through by the by that staff that they've hired now as far as for a parent to be able to see um into the classroom the way things are as far as businesses many businesses will not let you do that because you're stealing time from them and if a parent usually on their web, on their phone you know the screen is so small so mine is my my cameras are built for me to look at the staff so that I can make sure my policies and procedures are going uh, going ahead properly and we've had a, oh. uh, an issue here um, about two, maybe two years ago, where a child care provider had cameras and was not looking at them. And the only reason why that they looked at it, I believe, at that time was because a nine-year-old was in the room with some um, one-year-olds, and he was beating on them. So that how that one, you know, was able to be looked at. Well, now how how would you deal with a situa- situation like that? I mean, obviously these are young children, you know, and they're going to have issues. Um, this is, I guess this would be one of those moments where you'd uh, be teaching a child how to, you know, keep their hands to themselves, how to treat others, um, you know, and obviously that comes along with uh, a punishment, you know, you know, kids over there smacking around another kid. How would you deal with that situation? Well, first of all, in the parent interview, the child is present, and if there are siblings, they are present. And so that's where the observation first starts. And if there are any red flags, then they are, are addressed. So, um, as parents, and I encourage parents to interview the child care provider, but I also encourage the child care provider to interview the parents because there I've had parents come through who there was no interview process. It was just like here's two sheets for their application, pay the fee, and your child is here. I'm not like that. So, again, because of my background, I'm going to be observant first in that initial and I had a, a parent interview last night where that was the case, where there was hitting. It was an older si- sibling and a younger sibling. The younger sibling was clearly ADHD. And I don't think the mom quite knew what to ask their doctor for or maybe just didn't want to know. But I'm I'm seeing signs of ADHD strongly and the first sign that I saw was the older sibling snatching or jerking the younger sibling. And I thought, and I looked at the mom, and I'm like, okay, this is a regular, because it didn't phase her. And then, you know, in the middle of the interview, the child, the older child smacks the the younger sibling. And I said, that cannot happen here. And then the parent starts shaking her head. I said, and I asked her, I said, is this a fit for you? And she said, no. I said, okay, bye. Again, on my website, wow. it says we are not for every parent and their children. So my first thing is to is for that interview process. And, and 
once that child comes in, we truly indoctrinate the child on um, the things that are acceptable in the classroom. We do not move them to a timeout because timeout does not work. We have to address the issue at that time because in real life the issue is addressed at that time. And as far as right, the yeah. go ahead. No, I was just agreeing with you. Um, I, I, I agree because, you know, when things happen, it happens at that moment and you deal with it right then and right there. You know, you don't <laughs> you don't take a time out and then you deal with it. You deal with it at the moment. So, uh, you know, um, now as far as, you know, that, do you, as far as consequences, you know, when you're dealing with this situation, um, what what type of consequences would, you know, a child that is misbehaving get? It depends on the age of the child. The older uh, children, and I'm talking about three, four years old, mostly four and five-year-olds, they're, they're more able to comprehend uh, what the consequence would be. And, again, my type of child care um, we are, I mean, every day it's a focus on our behavior. And I use the words, and I give that homage to my late uh, mom. Um, she used to tell us, don't be ugly, which would be don't be mean to anyone. And it also encompasses the word bad. And so I hear parents saying, oh, that my child is so bad. I removed that. So that's no longer used in the vocabulary of our center. So it instead it's the word words don't be ugly. So right. for those that are younger than three, um, that's one where we're just constantly we don't do this. This is not something that we do, and we keep it very simple, very short, because of their attention span, and we're working to build upon their brain power. So we're keeping it short, but they also, as they do mature, they have to apologize. And that works in helping to get empathy built within that child. And they cannot say sorry. And I tell the parents the reason why is it sounds like like you're spitting on someone and you just say sorry. So they have to go to that person and I, I or another staff person stands there, and they have to say, I apologize for, and whatever it is they did, do you accept my apology? And in turn, the person that they did whatever it was to, they have a choice. Either they can say yes or they can say no. And if they say yes, the other child is to respond Thank you, and the other child is to respond, you're welcome, still keeping in manners. If they say no, I look at the child and I say, that's on you. You must understand that you cannot treat another person in this manner. And then that's when they start realizing that this is hurting, because they even try to cry, and I let them know, you don't have that opportunity to cry. You don't have that permission to cry, because you hurt someone else. So as they mature, they no longer cry. They understand that they've done something wrong. So the the, the times of, of a child being hurtful to another lessens 
because then they know they have to go through their apology phase of it, as well as telling their parents because they have to acknowledge that they've done something. So they have to go to their parents and say, I did this. Well, that's uh that's a, you know, that's pretty common sense stuff that you're talking about and I think pretty much every parent can agree on that. Um let's get into some more of uh the projects. I see you have a projects page. Can you you know, just touch on some of the projects that you're working on, you know, whether it with be with the children or whether it be with uh your you know, your company that you're working with. I noticed Earlier we spoke and you said you do a blog talk uh, radio uh, show with uh, children that have diseases and disabilities. And I think our program would love to hear a little bit about what you're doing with that as well. Okay. With um, I have several projects. Um, there's Child Care Fusion, and Child Care Fusion talks with parents on blog talk radio uh, parents of children with rare diseases, and there are so many rare diseases. That came about um, because I have two rare diseases. One is called complex regional pain syndrome, and that was an inflicted um, rare disease that I got from working with teenage girls, a teeny on the hand, and they hit a nerve. So from 2004 on, I have been in pain every day of my life. It just various degrees, and it is the highest level of pain you can have. The second one is sarcoidosis of the lung, and I just received diagnosis of that in um, about three years ago. But in doing so, when I realized the rare diseases, I was talking to a parent. The child care fusion was originally dealing with child care, but I talked with a parent in Arizona who had a child or has a child who is now an adult, but he has the mindset of a two-year-old who is not potty trained. Mm -hmm. So uh, he told me about how they're living, and, and I was just amazed at the the strength and the glow that this man had as a dad in raising his son who has a disability and he has an older son or younger son who has a disability, who, who's not disabled. Um, as he says, normal. He said, this is my normal child. And um, so the way he talked intrigued me so, and the fact that I had not heard of this particular rare disease caused me to, to uh, start doing research. So I contacted other parents who I have a Facebook page, Child Care Fusion, and it has a listing of the shows on there of various diseases. And I'm always, you know, reaching out to parents, to parent groups of children, you know, with rare diseases and um, waiting for those administrators to say, yes, I can post this so I can talk to other parents. Um, I had one recently where the the person misunderstood, and I don't see how she misunderstood, but she was adamant about, you can't post here, da 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 And it took several communications for her to understand that 
I only contacted the administrators, and I'm waiting for your approval in uh, posting this so that I can talk with other parents about this particular rare disease because it's not everywhere else. No one else knows it except for those in that group. So um, that's one one project. The other project is uh, dealing with child care. Uh, it's the LDCA, and that's working with child care providers. And what I've seen, and I've gone through several states, and people who want to start child care businesses, I don't think they clearly understand about this business and about how dangerous this business is. And so I'm, I'm working towards getting uh, that more in the the forefront. And so I've even I've contacted the governor here in Mississippi, letting them know the trainings that are are being given are not thorough. So that you know these people coming in thinking, oh, I'm going to make some money. No, it's not quite like that. Not quite like mm-hmm. that at all. You're not looking at the dangers, and don't look at the shiny book, you know, all the the pretty pages of, oh, I'm going to buy this for this room and all of it. No, it is quite a deadly business, and I must say that word deadly because it is, and we have proof of, um, I saw on your website where there was, where a teacher was upset with a child and kind of, and slung an 11-month-old around, things like that. I, I keep abreast of that. Sometimes it's hurtful. After a while, I, I, I get to the point where I can't read anymore because it's so hurtful. But this is a stressful job, stressful business, and it's a deadly business. And you have to make sure you get the right people in and give them the time that they need to recoup. If they've had a stressful moment, they need time to step back, literally step away from that classroom so that they can regroup. And then I have um, Woo-Woo Connects Families. Woo-Woo Connects Families is about uh, parenting. And because of that being part of my background, teaching parenting skills, um, which we're talking on different on different topics of parenting, and I do that in, you know every day in this business. Um, as my parents know, I teach them to be formidable instead of forgettable when they go on into the education system, and how to be formidable. Um, but Google Connects Families is there to help parents because I've gone on several sites and and I'm seeing parents talking to one another and I'm like, you're in the same boat. I've never been that person as a teen. We're in the same boat. You can't you can't tell me how to get from point A to point B because you're struggling too. I need that person that's already at point B going to point C to be able to tell me how to get there. So I always look to the older people as they say and those who know, who are in the now. So that um, Google Connects Families, and there are several others that are going on as well. 
Now, do you have links for that project on your website with that um, particular organization? For which one? Uh, the one that you just talked about. Will we connect families? Yeah. Yes, yes. It's uh, There is a Facebook page for that as well. Now, is that a... The website is coming. Oh, so... Is that something that you've created, or is that a... Yeah. Um, oh, it is. All and of those are, are things that I've created. Oh, awesome. That's excellent. And it's called... Say that one more time. What is it called? Woo Woo Connects Family. Woo Woo? Yes. Uh, woo Woo comes from me. My nieces and nephews, when they, when they were little, before they could talk... And I thought, I don't want to be called Auntie Rhonda. I want something different. Uh-huh. Okay. And I wanted something where they could see it. And so woo-woo was the, was the uh, way to go. So they could say Auntie Woo-woo. Gotcha. Now, I see something on here on your Facebook page about a month monthly themes. Now, can you talk a little bit about monthly themes? What what is that all about? Is it with the uh, talk, walk, and learn? Yeah. Okay. Oh, on on our um, on our it's not on our Facebook. It's on our website. The monthly themes. I'm a person. If you look on uh, website, the tabs at the top, and then, and they're at the bottom. I'm a person about the brain, but I'm also a person about the environment. So, I we <laughs> I wrote curriculums specifically for the environment, and then I I got other curriculums that were about the environment, so that these children really understand where they are living, how they are living, instead of kind of blindly going through like we were. And I thought, you know, why not feed them the information so that they can, as they get older, make more conscious decisions about their environment instead of, you know, all of a sudden going, oh, my gosh, I didn't know this was out here. Let me do some research now. Well, it will be put into them to constantly do research and to go, oh, mommy, did you know that this is, you know, whatever it is we're talking about, and it does this, this, and this. And so then the parent goes back and, and researches themselves to make sure of what we're teaching. And um, and we just go from there. It, it flourishes that way. I was a white child, so... Instead of the children asking why, we feed them mentally. We feed them so that they are full. And I don't think that's what's being done educationally. Feed them until they're full. Instead of, I remember when I started out in this, before I started the business, I did a lot of research going around talking to different child care providers. And I remember one church child care provider, I asked, I said, "What at what age do you start teaching? And she said, two. They don't know anything until two. And I thought, oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's not true. And I was like, this woman does not know about the brain. And that was part of my background. 
And I thought, oh, my gosh, these poor children have been sitting here doing what? And there are no coloring sheets allowed in my center. And I tell the parents, there's no need for them to color. I don't need them to color within, within a line. I need them creative. I need them to be able to think. I don't need boundaries right now. Boundaries are when they get older. The boundaries I need for their brain do not require that. That's uh, that's a good way of thinking. I like that. That's definitely thinking outside the box. I mean, um, traditionally we have, you know, um, inside the box thinking like what you're saying there. Um, I I definitely agree with uh, allowing the kids to be creative. I mean, that's what uh, creates entrepreneurialism is uh, thinking outside the box, being creative, allowing allowing your mind to to develop. You know that's uh, that's pretty pretty cool. I, I have to say. Um, also, let's see. As far as about you know, I see you have an about us page. Is there anything mm-hmm. that you might want to tell the audience about yourself and? in your program uh, that that I may not have asked about? Well, um, let's see. I gave you a bit about my background. Um, Some of my trainings were like with Dr. Ruby Cake Payne's A Framework for Understanding Poverty. That, it was an administrator training. That was an eye-opener because and working in the school system, we're going to get very, you know, varied um, socioeconomic uh, levels in the students. So this helped me to understand a great deal of why. Um, I remember at the time um, DVDs were were coming out stronger, but at the time I remember this one family didn't have the DVDs. They had a lot. I mean, when I say a lot, it was one stack at least were like 50 VHS tapes. And I remember this woman, she said, well, we were going to help them, but did you see the the um, the system that she had and all of those tapes? And I looked at her and I said, what? So did you see all of that that she had? And I said, yes. I said, do you not? And she had gone through the training as well. It was on a different level um, with the staff training. But I said, did you not get anything out of the training, the uh, understanding poverty training? And she said, what? I said, they can't. She has five children. She can't afford to take them to the movies. So watching a tape or a DVD 18 times works for her. However many there are, that works for her because she cannot afford to take five children. And then she went, oh. I said, so when you want to point point at someone and say, I can't believe you're doing this, or look at what they, they purchased with this, what is the reason behind that? So this training helped me to understand that. Another one of the trainings that I had was domestic violence, and um, that was under family preservation. 
and that was most helpful because it ended up that one of my clients was a DV client. And I remember her portrait. She had a portrait. It was gorgeous. She was a gorgeous woman, but who stood before me with three children, one being a girl and having an older boy who was acting out because he's seeing his mom being beat almost on a daily basis and who is scared to leave her front yard because her husband has said, I have people watching you. Wow, that's sad. Yes. So, um, and another one of my my trainings is working with um, violence in the schools and what to do on that. And another is working with community and cultural education. So, my background, my trainings are varied and have been most helpful in the things that I have created and am pushing forward on. Excellent. Now, uh, as far as community involvement, um, do you guys have any programs that allow the the community to connect with you? Um, you know, uh, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, I like the idea that you have the environmental aspect of the website and, and your program. But what about community connection? Do you have anything that has to deal with that at all? Well, when I moved to Mississippi uh, nine years ago and started this business several months thereafter, um, the connection because I I was I was working still do eighteen hours a day, seven days a week. So um, the community connections have not been there because I have been been focused on this business and the structure of it, the observational part of it, the deadly part of it, the legalities of it, I have not been able to communicate with um, the community, and that was part of what the letter that I wrote to the governor. Look, these are this is part of my background, and why wouldn't you want someone like this, you know, with this type of background who would want a business here? Because um, there's been some some issues, um, but this is who I am, and these are the things that I would like to do. And and here's my background. What can you do with this person? I know I can help evolve this community. Awesome. Well, you know, at least you're you know you're reaching out, and I, I you know have to. Sp- say that's pretty cool that uh, you're doing that and I'd like to definitely you know keep in touch with you guys as far as uh, how you're you know evolving as the, as a business and and part of the community um, definitely um, how would people that are interested in connecting with you to possibly partner with you um, get involved well, they can contact me on my website. Uh, the short version is www.t as in toy, w as in walk, uh, l as in life, 24.com. T-W-L-2-4.com. Uh, and there's a contact page. T 
TWL24.com. Correct. Excellent. I know that um, I'll put those links on uh, our blog. I've already put a few uh, links on there, and we'll definitely be doing some edits. Um, If you have any suggestions for the blog that I posted earlier, uh, definitely send those to me, you know, in the IM, and I'll get those up as soon as possible. Okay, Um, and and for... For parents who are seeking child care, uh, one of my um, articles or blogs on there is called I Don't Know What to Ask, and you'll see it at the top. There's a slider of um, different pictures, and it's the lady with a questionable face, and she has glasses. And on there is a list, I mean a list of questions that you should ask a child care provider as well as what you should be looking for. And I did not create that list. That was um, the Dads on Duty. Um, And I put that on there. Who wrote this? Um, I'm looking right now to see who it is. But I gave them credit for it because that was theirs, as well as contacting. It's called dadsadventure.com. They are the ones who created this list. And it was the best lister that I found. Um, so I let them know that I copied their their uh, list and, of course, gave them credit for it. Um, but I, I come across parents who contact me from different states, and they don't know what to ask, and I send them directly to that and say, please, for the, and I'm going for the sake of your child and wherever you choose, please look at this list and use it wisely. Now, where did where would we find that list? Is that on your website somewhere? Yes, it is. Yes, it is at the top. When you go to to the first page, the home where uh, the tab home page, and then there's okay. a slider at the top, and you'll oh. see you see the lady with the gotcha. scratching her head in red with the glasses. Right. Her. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I was. I was in deeper on your website, so I wasn't on the home page there. Great. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah, there are different, different um, other articles regarding 24-hour child care. Parents don't know that it's quite different from regular child care. And so the questions will be different, and that's what I've come across because mine is so is unique from the 24-hour child cares that I've seen thus far in giving you information as well as educating and advancing your child. Um, but the parents don't know that this is not regular child care because they'll call and ask, oh, so you're open? What time are you open? We're open 24-7. So you're open on the weekends? We're 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, simple, and they go, right? Does that mean? Weekends too. I was like, yes, it means the weekends too. <laughs> That's pretty funny. You know, I live in Williston uh, right now, up in North Dakota, and it's like one of the they call it Boomtown. And mm-hmm. the, the the one thing that they're desperate for here in this community is childcare. I mean, any type of childcare is is really hard to find. Um, I would definitely suggest if you're gonna um, how would I say, expand your business to possibly looking into Williston because there's such a need for this uh, city, 
city here in Williston, North Dakota. It's you can Google it and you'll you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. But um And if yeah. you can just get me get me my website out to these parents. Um again, this is a franchise. I wrote this as a franchise. Um so that people once I teach them what what how I need them to run the business or my businesses, then they will see the 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 success. But again, you have to be selfish, and I'm and I'm clear about this: being selfish and looking ahead, because these children will be making decisions on your behalf. And you know, I tell parents, and I tell whomever is listening, if that child is not prepared as an adult, those are the ones when you hear about abuse in child care, abuse in elder care. Those are those people because they weren't prepared. And so they thought, okay, I'll take this. And child care and elder care, there are no educational, real educational requirements. So you can come in with a high school degree and go, okay, that's not how it is with me. You cannot come in like that and you cannot sit down. You better be up moving. If I can get up and move, you better be moving. There's no reason for you to be sitting down. Unless you're comforting the child, I need you moving because they're moving, and you got to keep up with them. Yeah, but again, that makes a lot of sense. But it's, it's pretty much, you know, it's kind of like a that's like on the job training mentality. You know, if you get caught sitting down on your job, you're probably not going to have a job very long. No. Right. <laughs> I interviewed for a year and a half, and I thought, oh, my gosh. I interviewed probably over 100 and some odd people, and out of that, only maybe five that I would hire because they yeah, were enthusiastic I... about what they The rest of them were like, and I, would, and I would specifically say, I need you to write a lesson plan. You said you can do it on your resume. Do it now. And I would pick out several objects. Write a lesson plan. Right here, right now, this would be the time. Well, it's, it's good that you have high standards and uh, definitely appreciated, and especially myself being uh, a father, um, I definitely appreciate the, you know, the high standards that you you have. I mean, you sound uh, very confident in what you're doing, um, and, you know, just I can't say enough about... Uh, you know, your idea here. I really like it, and it's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm definitely going to pass this information along, and I'd love to have you back uh, from time to time to do interviews with us and uh, let us know how the business in child care is progressing. That would be great. Okay, and we also have a fatherhood. There's Under the parenting styles, there's a fatherhood. Yeah, I did notice that, and... Uh, I definitely noticed that um, that could possibly be something we um, touch on the next time. If if you have, we have about a minute left. If you want to touch on that now, and then we can go into detail on the next program we do. Well, I just want parent uh, people to know about the, about this business, this particular type of twenty four seven child care. Our motto is: We're here for you all night through and weekends too. Um, talk, walk, and learn, shifts, night care. TWL, 
Q24.com is the short version of the website. And um, we are into the brain. And so we are here to help advance the children and advance the parents. And I have links on my website to my Facebook page where video with videos of parents giving their testimonials. So. Awesome. Excellent. I want to thank you for being on the program here, and we'll definitely pass this information along. I just don't want uh, you to get cut off here by the ending of the program. So I want to, again, say thank you and um, look forward to chatting with you again sometime. All right. Thank um, you. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. And that's the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us on Single Parents Helping Single Parents Blog Talk Radio Show.